nine minutes to nine. It's Money Talk with James Ross. And it's time for our view from Taiwan. And uh, we're joined on the line by Ross Feingold, Business Development Director at Safe Pro Group. Uh, good morning, Ross. Good morning from Taipei. How's the typhoon affecting you down there in uh, in Taipei? Uh, Daksuri, um, we're watching it closely. Has it had any impact? Not as bad as uh, people had had expected about a week ago when the storm really started to strengthen. And, and it seemed at the time that it was going to directly hit the eastern coast of Taiwan. But then the storm kind of moved a bit southerly. Uh, so we had some really heavy rain yesterday on, on Wednesday here in Taiwan. And I'm keeping in mind I'm in northern Taiwan. Hmm. Uh, the rain was a bit heavier in southern Taiwan. Uh, but uh, it's only drizzling right now here in Taipei. And uh, I, I think uh, we, we sort of came out well on this. It could have been much worse had it followed its original course. Well, we'll continue to track it and uh, see how it affects Hong Kong. Uh, obviously, chip making continues to dominate the, the business news headlines uh, in Taiwan. And uh, I think TSMC has uh, got some plans to build another plant. Yeah, they're building uh, yet another fab in, in Taiwan. It'll be in uh, Miaoi County, which is not too far from where most of its facilities are in the Xinju Science Park. In fact, the, the Science Park where it's going to build this new facility, uh, is an ex it's considered an extension of the Xinju Science Park. Like I said, it's not, it's not geographically very far away. Uh, estimated cost is uh, a little short of $3 billion. And uh, TSMC said it's uh, because of AI-related demand. So uh, two, two things or two, to take away from that. One, uh, TSMC is still committed to expansion in its home location of Taiwan, despite all this talk about its uh, uh, in-construction in uh, facility in Arizona, potential facilities in Europe. Uh, but they're still uh, committed to expansion here in Taiwan. And then the second thing is uh, the, this demand for AI. AI-related chips. It's, it's ever-growing. It's, it's really the, it's the hot thing of the moment in the tech sector. It does seem that there is a bit of a wave for chip makers around the world at the moment, and, and TSMC is riding that wave, isn't it? Well, they are the go-to uh, manufacturing partner, and it's what TSMC has built its success on now for decades. They do it well. Uh, the the, the uh, there's ultimately not many other options either. Right? So they're very good at what they do. And, uh, when something is in high demand, uh, as these AI chips are at the moment, uh, you don't have any choices other than TSMC. And uh, you know, We've seen these announcements about expansion in the U.S. by other chip makers, uh, but, but it's still going to be a few years until all that capacity comes online. And uh, TSMC, again, will continue to be the go-to company uh, for uh, AI-related chips as well as other types of chips, mobile phones, automobiles, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we just look at that question from the political side. Uh, that's why when the United States imposes restrictions on, on the export of certain types of chip-making equipment or chips to China, uh, TSMC uh, does have to comply and uh, creates great challenges for China. Uh, but at the same time, great opportunities uh, for TSMC, um, indeed. And I guess we wait to see whether the, the AI thing turn, <clears throat> excuse me, turns out to be a bubble uh, or not. Uh, that, that's right. And the interesting thing there is, uh, you know, I, 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 although I just said how great it is uh, for Taiwan, that TSMC is committed to expanding here, uh, TSMC is 
you know, as measured by its market cap, for example. I mean, it, it is a crucial company in Taiwan, but ultimately it only employs a few tens of thousands of people, right? So mm. the entire economy is not only TSMC here, and uh, in fact, uh, one of the economic think tanks here in Taiwan recently lowered its GDP forecast uh, for 2023. Quite significant uh, reduction, actually. Uh, I think it was down to 1.66% from originally from 2.35. So even if TSMC is doing well, uh, that, that's not the whole economy here. What, what are the other things that are impacting on that uh, lack of uh, potential GDP growth, do you think, Ross? Well, there, there's just the, all the, the same uncertainty that, that other, uh, you know, that are causing other places to lower their forecasts as, as well. So we have the global uncertainty. Uh, for the tech sector, which is an important part of the exports from here in Taiwan, uh, there's always this concern about inventory overhang. It seems like that has not worked itself out yet. It's always you know, a matter of speculation for the entire tech supply chain. What is the state of inventory overhang? Will this improve as we get into the holiday season? I'm sure we'll be talking about this more and more as we get into uh, you know, September, October, November, close to Christmas time. What kind of uh, demand will be for gadgets? And uh, that's, of course, good for Taiwan. Uh, but but uh, you know, there, there are these headwinds for the global economy. And Taiwan uh, also exports other you know, kind of old-fashioned traditional industry stuff, uh, chemicals, for example, steel, et cetera, et cetera. So to the extent that there, there are these uh, headwinds and people are concerned about soft economies in the second half of this year, uh, then it leads uh, the, the uh, you know, forecasters to lower their GDP forecast for Taiwan. Uh, it seems that uh, development of trade relations uh, continues. We've heard quite a bit recently about uh, uh, trade relations between uh, Taiwan and Europe, and now specifically uh, the UK. It seems that uh, uh, the Minister for International Trade, Nigel Huddleston, the UK minister that is, is going to co-host the 26th annual trade talks uh, later this year with uh, Deputy Minister uh, Chen Chi-yen, uh, Chen rather. Uh, what do you make of that and that closer relationship with the UK? Interesting thing there is uh, we're, we're moving away from the era of free trade agreements with, with a couple of exceptions, uh, like the CPTPP, uh, which the UK just entered, and Taiwan and China both want to enter. Uh, but, but the United States uh, has, has the uh, Indo-Pacific Economic Framework. It has a similar bilateral initiative with Taiwan. Uh, so in the past, Taiwan, when it engaged with, with the UK or with Europe, They'd say free trade agreement, free trade agreement. Let's sign a free trade agreement. But but now in this era when when free trade agreements are simply not popular, we're looking at these kinds of alternative trade agreements, non-traditional trade agreements. Uh, they cover things like environmental policy, labor rights, et cetera, et cetera. So down at the U.S. has has uh, made progress on this kind of agreement with uh, Taiwan. Taiwan is now asking other of its major trade partners, oh, okay, well, let's not talk about a free trade agreement. How about we sign something, some kind of agreement covering some bunch of stuff, mm. uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll declare it a victory. And it looks like Taiwan is trying to convince the U.K. to enter into one of these non-traditional trade agreements that will not be a free trade agreement, but they can still declare a political <laughs> victory for signing some kind of agreement with the U.K. Well, we'll watch that with uh, interest. Uh, let's see what happens. Uh, Ross Feingold is uh, Business Development Director at SafePro Group. Uh, Ross, thanks very much for uh, being on Money Talk uh, this morning.